Good morning, good morning. It is Pastor Maria Murphy, and this is Morning Prayer. Happy Thursday to you. Uh, let's just get our levels going here. As you come in, just say hello so I could greet you. Glory to God. Let's get out of this screen. Let's go into this one, the right one. Hallelujah. We thank God for the opportunity to come together to pray. Glory to God. Let's put this up here. Bless the Lord. Here we go. Here we go. Good morning, Mr. Rob. God bless you today. Hope all is well with you. Bless the Lord. All right, here we go. <laughs> we are on. Took me a minute to find us, the feed this morning, but there we are. Praise the Lord. It is Thursday. It is October the 6th. Hmm, my granddaughter's already talking Christmas. <laughs> you know, and what gifts we're going to get this year. Bless the Lord. The The months are just going by fast this year, uh, has gone by fast. and uh, But we thank God for what he's accomplishing, what we're getting uh, to accomplish in him. Amen. Glory to God. He's so good. His spirit is in us and leads us into all truth. And so we thank God for that. Glory to God. So as you come in, say hello. I'll greet you. Uh, last night, we just had a wonderful time, a glorious time of praise and worship. Uh, I think we say worship and then praise. <laughs> uh, it was just a wonderful time in church. You know, sometimes you do things and you wish you had streamed it after the fact. Um, but we haven't been streaming our Wednesday services, not for any other reason except we have a, an assignment uh, that we are working on, and uh, some of it is, you know, it won't make sense to people on the outside, so you kind of just try to limit, uh, how, you know, how much exposure, and so the people that are in the room, uh, those are the people that need to be there for that time, and so we didn't go live, but what a wonderful time of glorious worship we had last night. I mean, the presence of God is just, it changes everything. And so it was a time of refreshing for us, I would have to say, like it talks about in Acts chapter 3, verse 19. In Acts chapter 3, verse 19, uh, we see that these times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. And on Wednesdays, we've been praying fervently. We've been working in prayer on Wednesday evenings. And so uh, we've been praying about uh, the land that we are uh, looking for so we can build. And we also have uh, been praying for our assignment in Dayton, the, the folks in Dayton, the residents and all of that. And so it's been working. We've been work, uh, doing work on Wednesdays. And so I think Yesterday, when I asked the Lord, good morning and happy Thursday to you, Mr. Ivan. Ivan was in the house last night. Always is. <laughs> Glory to God. And so uh, we, I, I asked the Lord during the day what we should do. And the only instruction I got was just, you know, just do some worship, you know, have a time of worship. And then, you know, we'll go from there. And so that's what we did. We were obedient to him. Uh, and uh, the time of refreshing was like a time to catch our breath. <laughs> That's one definition of refreshing. 
It's like catching your breath so you can breathe easily again. Not that we didn't have times of refreshing in prayer. Prayer is wonderful and uh, prayer, you get your strength and all of that in prayer. But when you're working in prayer, it's work. It really is. Uh, and so uh, there's nothing though like the breath of God. And uh, it's the same breath that gives us or gave us life. And so it revives and refreshes us. And so we're thankful for times of refreshing in the presence of God. Uh, the psalmist David said, as the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs for you. You know, and, and there's a verse that talks about in the dry and, and weary land. Uh, it, it's just your, your word is like water. Your presence is refreshing. And then Psalm 23 says, you restore my soul. Hallelujah. First Samuel 16, 23, it talks about how uh, King Saul, uh, he, he had that harmful spirit. Remember that harmful spirit that was upon, that would come upon him. And then it says that David would play skillfully on his harp and it was the anointing and presence of God. And every time he did it, it says Saul's soul was refreshed and was well. The presence of God uh, will change things in your life. If you're having problems uh, with, with things, the presence of God is where you want to go. Uh, Isaiah 40, 31 says, Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary, walk and not faint. Hallelujah. His presence is where we can truly be refreshed. And so we took the time to do that uh, yesterday. And at the end of our worship, uh, we all felt refreshed. You know, if we were tired, we weren't tired when we got there. Uh, it, we just, you know, it just felt good. It just felt really good. Uh, because there's nothing like the presence of the Lord, nothing like his presence. Uh, all the answers that we need are found in him. Because see, we're working on, a, a, you know, a list of things that he's told us to do our assignment on Wednesdays. And there are some outstanding items on that uh, list. And uh, we've been praying about each of the items uh, but there's opportunity, there's opportunity to uh, let doubt set in because time is ticking. And uh, one of the outstanding items is something that uh, is, has stopped movement in terms of, uh, you know, us as uh, the, the next part of our building project. You know, the architect's waiting on it, uh, the broker's waiting on it, everybody's waiting on it, and it's land. And so uh, there's opportunity in there to go, well... Where's plan B? Let's just not focus on the town that we're in. Let's look outside because we've been seeing all kinds of advertisements for land outside of the town. But God told us our land is in the town. And so we, there's opportunity to go, well, maybe, maybe we didn't hear him right. You know, we try to help God out. And so uh, what happened was when we got done worshiping God, we just uh, got into a time of praise and a shout, like a loud shout. And as we begin to shout, I probably got louder than everyone else because as I was shouting, 
that outstanding item of land came before me. It came, it came before me. Like I saw land and, uh, and that's an outstanding item on the list, but I saw what God saw. He gave me his perspective and his viewpoint. And so I got real excited and uh, we, we, we talked about at the end there how uh, in the Psalms it talks about, I know that the favor of God is on my life and that I have victory because I'm not hearing shouts in the enemy's camp. He's defeated. Uh, but yesterday we know we confuse the devil because there's outstanding items on the list but we're shouting like we already have it <laughs> because God gave us his perspective. And so we were shouting and everybody could have been shouting for other things, you know, but that was the outstanding item I was shouting about because God showed me it's done. And it was a sense of, it says he restores my soul. He renews us in his presence where renewed. And so it just fills you up with more strength, with more joy, with more vision. And uh, that's what the presence of God, that's why I say the answers are found in him. And even if there's a delay, see, there's been a delay, but even, even though there's been a delay with the land, the uh, leads that we've been following, God has, he just has a sense of humor. He's just been reminding us that I'm still working. This may not be your land, but I'm working with some of the things that have transpired, even with land that's not ours, you know, uh, and he's showing us I'm, I'm still involved, even though it looks like, you know, you don't have it yet. I'm still involved. And the way things have been working, it's just, it takes too long to explain it, but it has just been exciting to see how it is all unfolding. So last night, as we worshiped him, I mean, I haven't had a time of worship like that in a long time. And we have some good worship at church, but we didn't touch uh, the presence of God uh, in a while like we did yesterday. We had breakthrough yesterday and we got a song in the spirit. My son just picked up on it and we just wrote a new song right there. It was just, God is so good. He's so good so faithful. Good morning, Jean. God bless you today. And so, uh, I tell you, there's nothing like the presence of the Lord. And I was reminded of Abraham and his name was Abram at the time, but I'm just going to call him Abraham. But remember when God in Genesis 12, God started talking to Abraham. And the first thing he told him was to like, leave where you are. And I'm going to give you this land and you and all of your descendants are going to live there. Well, Abraham had zero children, none. Him and Sarah had no children. They weren't able to have any. And so he took Lot with him. <laughs> you know, okay, maybe I'll take my nephew with me. Uh, he, he could be a descendant. You know, we try to help God out. And so uh, he, it was partially obeyed. Uh, and there was some problems there because of that. He wouldn't have had any of those problems if he had not done that. If he had obeyed God fully, he told him, leave everybody. But he didn't. Uh, and so, but God still thank God for his mercy. And the, but God kept talking to Abraham about his dis descendants. And in uh, Genesis 13, he told him to look as far as he could in every direction. 
He told him, look as far as you can in every direction. And he said, every, see as far as you could see, that's how many descendants you will have. And I'm going to give you all this land as your possession. And so he told Abraham, go walk it, go walk it. What was he doing? He was giving Abraham his vision. He was expanding uh, Abraham's vision, enlarging his vision and telling him, look, look and see what I see. Here's what I'm going to give you. So he started to enlarge uh, uh, Abraham's capacity to believe him. And so then we see that Abraham was like, okay, all right. So then in Genesis chapter 15, God took him outside, it says, and he told him, look up at the stars and see if you can count them. <laughs> if you can, if you can count them. He said, that's how many descendants you will have. And again, Abraham has no children at this time. And so God Abraham told God that. So can how will I know that this is true? How will I know that this is going to happen? And so right then, Abraham and God entered into a covenant together. And Abraham knew covenant meant something. God doesn't break his covenant with us. And so he got God's promise on it. And Abraham believed. But still, it took a long time. Right after that, they decided they would help God out again because they did not see it manifest. And so uh, Abraham obliged uh, uh, Sarah and he had Ishmael through Hagar. And so they put in a substitute for Sarah. But then God said no. And so he said, here's God started talking to him again about his descendants. You're going to be, have so many descendants and you know, all this land is yours. And Abraham's like, yeah, Ishmael, my son. He said, no, no, your descendants will come through Sarah and you. He's like, what? She's 99 now, you know? And so, uh, and she hasn't had children since that, you know, from then, how's she going to have it now? And God said, no. By this time next year, Sarah's going to have a child. And Sarah laughed. <laughs> Sarah was like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Good thing didn't happen to her what happened to uh, Zachariah, John the Baptist. You know, he couldn't speak the whole time, you know, because he doubted God until he had the son. But Sarah, uh, she laughed. And, you know, because sometimes God's way is very different than what we think it should. So, you know, we don't see the land in the natural yet. So, okay, the next best thing is there's land on either side of Dighton. Plenty of land. Let's just go to the next town. It's just one town over. It's just a town over. And it, it's closer for our Rhode Island people. You know, this is how we think. We justify it. But that's not what God told us to do, is it? No. And so yesterday, he just helped us. This, the way he helped uh, Abraham, he showed him his vision. He told him, walk the land. Look at the stars. Look at the sand. You can't count them. That's the, the grains of sand. That's how many descendants you'll have. And so the more time we spend with our Father, the more time we spend with him, uh, in his presence, that's how we get answers. Not just answers for the spiritual things, but answers for our natural way of living. The, the, his wisdom, his guidance, his direction, his strength, his peace. 
uh, everything that we need, all the answers are found in him. And he's available to us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 24 seven, 365 days a year. You can sit at the feet of your father. He's available. He's never busy, never too busy. He doesn't have, you know, office hours of nine to five. He doesn't have time zones. He doesn't have, uh, you know, things on his blocked out on his calendar so you can't access him. He doesn't have passwords that you have to try to remember so you can sit at his feet. He is available to us at all times. It's just a matter of asking the question, how bad? How bad do I want him? How much do I want him? And so we, we get busy. Life gets busy. And, and life, you know, uh, gets us away from that. But time spent in the presence of God changes everything in our lives. And so I think, you know, if we'll listen to the call to sit at his feet and, uh, and let him give us more vision. Let him enlarge our capacity to receive from him. Let him give us strength so we can continue walking in faith until we see the promise that he has given us fulfilled. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. So that's what I got out of our time yesterday uh, with the Lord. And I just thank him for his perspective, his view his viewpoint. It's awesome when you see what he sees. And uh, even though you may not see it in the natural, oh my goodness, when you get a glimpse of it with faith, with the eyes of faith, there's nothing that can talk you out of it. Nothing. And it's funny because every phone call I get and everything that I have to do, you know, with the town, they're like, oh, you know, we saw them uh, a couple, like two weeks ago, we saw one of the uh, individuals from the town and you know they're they're like oh are you okay you know <laughs> you know is it oh this has just been so tough and I'm just like so relaxed <laughs> and so calm and I'm like God's got it God's got it he's worked a miracle up until now and he's gonna complete the rest of it and no one will be able to take he told me this at the beginning of our product project no one will be take, able to take any credit for what's going to be done. Nobody. No one will be able to take credit for anything that's done. And so we thank God for his word on it. I thank him. And I, we give him praise and honor for it. So let's go before him. We have time this morning to, to spend in his presence for a few minutes. So let's take advantage of that time and come before him in faith. Amen. Get his vision. Get the answers that you need in his presence. Father, we just thank you and we just magnify. We magnify you. We magnify you. We magnify you. You are so much bigger, so much bigger than anything that we are standing in front of right now. You are so much bigger. Oh, we thank you, Father. And we, in our hearts right now, we magnify you. We make you bigger. You're as big as it can get. But our hearts right now, we enlarge our hearts and we 
make you bigger in our lives. We receive you as greater in our lives than what we're standing in front of. We make you bigger right now. We magnify you over anything and everything that stands in front of us. You be magnified. You be glorified. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. You are a great big God. And we thank you that as we stand up, as we stand up, in the place that you've positioned us spiritually. You have seated us in heavenly places in Jesus, him being the head and we being his body. And so as we stand up, you show us how big we are in you. You show us, Father God, that you have raised us above principality and power and rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness that's in high places that is under our feet. And so we've been given authority over these things, over the powers of darkness. And so we sit and take our seat of authority in Jesus. We sit right there in heavenly places and we exercise our authority today in the name of Jesus and we declare that all of the promises of God are coming to pass in our lives in Jesus name and that the devil's power is broken the devil the traction that he thought he had made is gone he's going to have to retrace his steps but he's going to find that it's harder for him to do because we are not ignorant of the strategies that he's been uh, sending in our direction. And so we're seeing things from God's viewpoint and we're seeing the opportunities that we've given to him and we've shut the door. We've shut the door on him. And so devil, you have no opportunity. The door is closed for you in that area and you cannot interfere anymore. You cannot intercept anymore. You cannot make any suggestions anymore that oppose the word of God. The door is shut right there in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. We cast you out right now in Jesus name. And you have no more, uh, no more authority there, no more power there. You are powerless anyway. And so we've, we've kind of handed you the power there by actions and words. We call those words crop failures right now in the name of Jesus. They will not yield or produce right now in the name of Jesus. Those negative words that we've spoken concerning this promise of God, we say that you are not, you will not produce, you will not produce in Jesus name, in Jesus name, only words of life and truth will produce in this situation in Jesus name. Devil, you have to go. You have to go get your stuff and get on out in Jesus name. Get your stuff, get your confusion, get your lack. Get all of it, gather it up and get out right now in Jesus name. 
Get out in Jesus' name. Get out in Jesus' name. You no longer have any, any authority here. None. None in Jesus' name. You have no voice here. You have no influence here in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We take our authority. We take our authority and we take that back right now in Jesus' name. We take it. We take it back and we exercise our authority in this area in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And we get more traction than we've ever had in this area. I thank you, Father God. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. Our behaviors and, and our, 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 our words and our thoughts are changing in regards to this. And I thank you, Father, that the breakthrough is here today in Jesus' name. And we receive that which you've promised us in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. When you have his word on it, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. When you have God, his word on it, and when you take time in his presence, when you speak, you speak with the authority that he's given you, and it doesn't take much at all. So whatever it is, I hope you claim that in whatever it is you're believing God in your life for. And you just exercise your authority and stand firm, stand firm and let the Lord know that, no, I'm speaking forth your word concerning this situation. And from today on, it's changed. It's changed. I don't care what I see or what I don't see. I don't care. I'm not moved by it. I'm undisturbed by it in the name of Jesus, because I have the word of the Lord on it. I have the vision of God. I have his viewpoint on it. I have his perspective on it. And it changed my perspective in Jesus name. Glory to God. Glory. Hallelujah. Have you ever gone to uh, a, maybe a sport, a sporting event or a concert and you know, you bought the cheap seats, <laughs> the cheap tickets. And so you got the cheap seats. And so you sat all the way up in the back. And so, you know, the only thing behind you was the wall of the auditorium you were in, of the stadium you were in. Ever do that? But at least you were in the room, right? I've been there. At least you were in the room. I remember I took my son to a Celtics game, and we were right up against the back, right? And so... Uh, it, they look so small. These guys are tall. You know, they're way taller than I am and they look like little ants, you know, but we were in the room, <laughs> but they look so small. But I tell you, those who bought the more expensive tickets, you know, right on the floor, <laughs> right there where you can hear everything, where you can smell everything, where you can see everything, everything that we miss all the way back there. <laughs> yeah that perspective is very different. And so it, it, it's the same room. We're all in the same room, but those up front saw something different because they were up close. They were in the action. Some might've even got, you know, bodies thrown on them. If a push was, you know, if someone got shoved too hard. Well, when we are in further, uh, further away, it doesn't look as big. And, and, and that may be not good when we're in an auditorium trying to see the action. But when there's a problem in front of us that is humongous and looks so big, you know what? Back away and let Jesus, let God take you higher. 
Let him take you higher. Worship him. Worship will bring you to a higher place. Let him take you on up higher where you get his perspective. And that problem will get small. That song that says in the things of this world grow strangely dim. Yeah. In the presence of God, you are up higher and get a different perspective. And things don't look so big. He looks bigger to you. His ways look more real to you when you come up higher to him. And so if you'll let him do that, the things around you won't bother you and disturb you as much because they'll look so small. They'll look so that you won't even be phased by those things. There were, there were things that happened during that Celtics game when our backs were against the, the auditorium wall in the cheap seats that we missed. We didn't even see it. We didn't see those things because we were way up there. And when you're paying money and you want to see, you, want, you don't want to miss anything. But when there's a problem, I don't want to see everything. I don't want to see it. I don't need to see it because if I see it and I dwell on it and it gets real big, it's going to consume my thoughts. It's going to be a part of my thought life and it's going to talk me out of God's promises. So I worship him and I let him take me on up higher and get his perspective. And the things around me look small and don't even faze me. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Father, for how you teach us. We love you. We love you and we appreciate you. Glory to God. Thank you for praying with me today. I pray that you are encouraged. I pray that you are strengthened and that you have gotten God's vision for your life concerning whatever it is that you've been believing for. I'll see you tomorrow. We praise tomorrow. Glory to God. And so come expecting God to move on your behalf. Amen. God bless.